try and help us change the world because everybody who's listening to this, they can. And it starts just by going out to your neighbors and saying, how can I help you? You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 146, total episodes number 238. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited for yet another episode. My guest today is the powerful Scott Flansbaum. And Scott is a former Marine. He had a weird, unexpected accident and he became paralyzed and the doctors told him multiple times that he would never walk again. And when I stumbled over to his Instagram page, I saw him walking. I said, how could this be? I have to get you on the episode. I have to get into your mind and share how you overcame this. Share when it was dark and share when it was light. His story is another one that just blew me away. He's a great guy. He has a lot of good things to say. This was a phenomenal episode, and I can't wait to share it. Remember, you can find this episode and all other episodes on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast. You can find me on Instagram at ChristophLewis. Head over to YouTube. You can watch the conversations and subscribe there. That would be massively helpful. But the best way to help the podcast out would be to share it with other people and check out all of the other 240-plus episodes. Thank you so much for being here. I never take it for granted. I hope that during these times, you and your family are well you are safe and you are doing what you can to help other people remotely. It is possible. It's some of what we talk about in this episode and so much more. This was a really good one and it just really brightened up my day and there's no limit to what we can't accomplish. So without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Scott, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm always excited. And I am just so honored to have you on here for a plethora of reasons. But today is Sunday. I typically record Tuesday through Thursday, and I adhere to that really strictly so I can have time with my family and my guests can have time with their family. But with all the virus stuff going on, all three of my guests record or that I was going to record with couldn't record last week because of just life events. So I put out the bat signal, right. you know, uh, on Instagram, and I was like, "Can anybody record early?" And you just like hit me up immediately, and here we're all doing it. So I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, like I would have missed a beat for the first time in two years of podcasting if you hadn't have stepped up, man. And you're the only one that stepped up, so I'm just so honored to have wow. you on here today. Oh, man, my pleasure. My freaking pleasure. Dude. So I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. So before we get into the rest of the episode, I'd love to learn a little bit more about who you are. And, f- and for the listeners that don't know who you are, do you mind telling us a little bit more about who you are? Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Scott Flansbaum. Uh, I'm a former Marine uh, infantryman, uh, did four years in the Marine Corps, uh, father of four girls. And probably the reason we got linked up or met was because uh, 18 months ago, you know, I went in for a routine medical procedure and was paralyzed from the chest down and told I was never going to walk again. Wow. And basically, you know, been fighting ever since and have defied all the odds and uh, just been trying to share my story mm-hmm. of overcoming everything that my family and I have gone through and just trying to give people, it's funny, in the middle of 
us recording this, there's a pandemic going on, <laughs> you know, a, a crisis where people are going through something they've never, never been through. And so, it, you know, I'm just showing people that sometimes life throws you a curveball. Yeah. And <clears throat> sometimes that can be one of the best things that ever happens to you. So my family and I, I got four girls, like I said, and a wife, and uh, we've been going through it for the last 18 months. So yeah, that's... we're just trying to inspire the world. And you are, man. That's why I said uh, the first time I saw you was I was I don't know how I landed upon your page, but it's probably because we have mutual friends on Instagram or something like that. And I just I like reading people's posts and like reading how they're engaging with people. And I was like, this this guy's awesome. I love what he's doing. Um, that is crazy what had happened to you. I think even more so because this happened post military, right? This was you said just a, a, right. a random procedure if you will and was this a risk at all of this procedure or or did you expect this or did you i mean obviously you didn't expect this but were they like you this could happen to you or how did that come about so it's like a one in a million type thing so i went in for a a epidural injection i know were you you were an rto right yeah yeah i was an electronics technician and then i was i served as an rto for a few for four years okay so you know carrying all that weight on your back is not good for you. I'm sure you probably have aches and pains in your back. Yes, and, sir. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, and myself too. So, uh, you know, they can go in and do, and you know, those epidural injections where they just kind of calm the nerve down, nerves down. And so, yeah, it is a one in a million type thing. Wow. I found out, but uh, I am that one in a million, and uh, unfortunately, I hit the the wrong lottery, and uh, <laughs> so it's there. You know it, but you just, you never expect it to happen. Sure. I mean, it is just so rare. I've probably done more bad business for the epidural injection business <laughs> because <laughs> of my story. But, you know, because a lot of people do it. But, you know, I'd done it a dozen times before this and mm-hmm. uh, had no problems. So mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was at that point where, you know, we I just didn't expect it at all. Sure. And, uh so yeah, it, it, it was a risk, but it was it, it's a one in a million. I want to know, like, what was going on you through your mind during these times when this initially happened? You said it had happened to you. You'd done it like 10, 11, 12 times, and you're literally just going in. You're expecting to be an outpatient, I'm assuming, and go on about your yeah. day and hopefully mitigate your pain a little bit. But when you were initially told, I mean, you were told that you weren't going to walk again, correct? Like there was no chance at all? Yeah, so what happened is I went in at 8 a.m. I was supposed to meet my wife at 9.15 for a contractor at the house. I mean, that was like, yeah, you know, yeah, like I said, routine, outpatient. I called her, you know, and I'll make it this very brief, the five-minute synopsis, but um, I told her something was wrong. And then I slowly went paralyzed from my right leg to my left leg to finally from the – so we finally went over to Mayo Hospital – and they transported me over there, and I came out of a CT scan. And when I went back, my wife, I looked at my wife. I go, "We got real problems." And she goes, "Why is that?" I go, "I cannot feel anything from my chest down." Holy and that's where I knew, wow. like, this is progressing. Like, this is getting worse. Um, and that's when the emergency room, the neurosurgery team came in and uh, told us, "This is what happened. You have a spinal hematoma. You're bleeding out in your spinal cord." Uh, we need to rush you into surgery like yesterday. And uh, 
we're going to do everything in our power to make it where you're not paralyzed for the rest of your life. Uh, but we can assure you that you will never walk again. Wow. And then Dude, they walked heavy. out because they had, they had stuff to do to prep me. And they left my wife and I in that room together. And we just looked at each other and just started bawling. And oh. people always ask, like you did, how do you process that? And it's like, you, you really don't. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you're in shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, they told me I'd never walk again. And then when I got out of surgery, my neurosurgeon, who I didn't even meet before I went in the surgery, the head of neurosurgery for all of Mayo, um, wow. told me again. I was because my right leg was still paralyzed even after surgery. And he told me, he's like, I've seen, I mean, I see this every day. And he goes, you're, you're going to be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. So does that mean you you said your right leg was still paralyzed and your left leg, you had a little bit of feeling or movement or something in there, but like half of you was still kind of uh, lagging behind yeah. or something or, okay. It was just, they, so they went in, they had the first A, stop the bleeding mm-hmm. because, and then B, they had to clean out the spinal cord because wow. your spinal cord doesn't want anything but spinal cord fluid in it. Sure. And then they had to take eight levels of my neck from C2, which is at the base of your skull to T3 halfway down my back and open up that bone. And because there was so much pressure, they had to relieve that pressure. Wow. And then they left it open and caged it. Dude, so, that's heavy. That's heavy. So yeah, it was, it was. So that, I mean, and that's said about 18 months ago now. And here right. you are, dude, because that's like one of the things. Okay. So like I go to your page and I'm like paralyzed. <laughs> But this dude's walking around and I'm like, right. so describe to us and I, I'm so curious and I, I read a little bit about it, but I want to know more about, so I asked you about the mindset of behind you initially finding out and post-op, but when were you like, I'm not going to let what they said dictate the rest of my life. Like I'm going to do something about this. So walk us through the beginning mindset of that. Maybe what worked for you some of the thoughts that worked for you, maybe people that helped you, anything like that. Yeah. So I had been in a car accident just, you know, years of the military, uh, 10 years before this and basically had a really bad, you know, it was pretty much bedridden for a few years and had to have spinal fusion and all this stuff. And, but I, I, I truly believe looking back on that, it was because my mindset wasn't like it was now. And I just, I say this, like, I, I failed at that. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't have that Marine Corps mindset, right? Yeah. Military mindset. And so with this one, so you learn from your past mistakes. So when I came out of this, it was four girls, one of which was one year, it just turned one a week earlier, literally a week uh, earlier. And it was from the very beginning. I remember these uh, two things, which... I don't even, they're so important now, but it wasn't like I really put thought into it. It was just, I don't want to be in a wheelchair wheelchair the rest of my life. So whatever they asked me to do, I'm not going to tell them no. And then whatever they asked me to do, I'm going to do twice as much. And that was my mindset from the second I started. And then lastly, I told my wife, who's a super private person, if you're friends with her on Instagram, she maybe has like, she's the opposite of me. She has like 12 <laughs> posts, right? And uh, uh, 
I'm like, I'm going to document this because I thought I was documenting it for myself because I, I think back to 10 years earlier when I went through that, mm -hmm. I wish I had documented it to mm -hmm. kind of go back and see the mistakes and what I did wrong and what I did right. And, uh, and then of course it turned into something much bigger, but the biggest thing was, is I was going to do those two things because I made a promise to God right before I went under that if he gave me the chance to not be in a wheelchair to walk again, I would do anything to get there. Man, that's really powerful. And I just love that. I told you in the beginning, the very beginning, I'm always so humble to have people on here. And it's because so many times I just walk away saying, damn, that was really powerful. And for me to be able to say that in a lot of episodes just means so much to me. So I appreciate you sharing that story with me. And like I was saying before we started recording, there's a reason why I ask the questions I ask because no matter what variable it is in your life, for you, it was being told you're not going to be able to walk again. You had some functionality back, but you're still going to be wheelchair ridden. So if you're listening and you have something in your life, people are telling you that you can't do it, whether it be something physical, whether it be something mental, whatever it is, that doesn't have to be the way it is. There are things you can do. And I love that you made these promises to yourself. And again, if you're listening to whatever you believe in, whatever you want to do, make that promise that you're going to do whatever it takes. But then what did you do? You followed through, you know, like, right. so no matter how simple it is or how complicated it is or how much we're, you know, not or wheelchair ridden or whatever it is, wherever you wind up on the spectrum, do what it takes, but actually do that. Don't just talk about it. So obviously you did that. And now, like I said, I saw you on these posts and I'm like, holy crap, like, this guy's really doing it and you're continuing yeah. to do it. And I love that you're documenting it. And it's cool to hear that you initially did it for yourself, but then it just turns into something bigger. And I love how that happens. Don't you? I mean, it's crazy how that happens. Oh yeah. I mean, it's probably your whole podcast, right? Yeah. I listen to your yeah. podcast and the same thing and the world need this, needs this. And I tell people all the time because this is the number one thing I get is, Oh, you know, I talk to somebody and they're like, why, why am I complaining? You know, like who am I complaining to? I'm complaining to you. I tell people all the time, like, no, 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 no. I'm like, if you want to have a contest of who has it worse, yeah, I'll probably win that contest, okay? But <laughs> your problems are your problems. And like you just mm -hmm. said, it doesn't matter if you're a spinal cord injury patient. And that was my post yesterday was, it doesn't matter. Everybody has problems. And like you said, if you just go after them, you can really fix your problems. Mm -hmm. And your problems are your problems. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And I, every day when I wake up, I think of every person that's in a wheelchair that didn't have the miracle I had and hasn't had that yet. And that's where I get my motivation because I would, it's my honor to be the light for them, to show them that. Because I truly believe with medicine, like I'm about to get a robotic exoskeleton leg brace, okay, that <laughs> is, yeah, I walk around my house, no problem, but it's exhausting. Yeah. And I don't, and what yeah. people don't see are the little things that still don't work. Yeah. And, but I'm, I, I, I'm a firm believer that in 10 years, everybody that's paralyzed is going to walk again somehow. Mm-hmm whether it's through exoskeletons, whether it's through virtual reality, whether it's through stem cells, whether it's through their, their grit. But I was saying yesterday, be ready for that. Mm -hmm. Be ready for that. How do you do that? Exactly what you're just talking about, you know? Yeah, and I love that you have that output on it as well. Like have that opti optimism, 
right? Have that expectability of where it will happen. Because if you don't believe it will happen, I guarantee you it won't happen. That's imagination. That's like, I love sci-fi because you always see in sci-fi movies, they're doing these things, you know, decades or hundreds of years in advance. And a lot of times the scientific ideas come from people's imagination and in fiction and things like that. So if we are allowing ourselves to think about these possibilities in real life, those possibilities can become our realities. And that's, that's real life right there. And that's what you're doing. And I, I love that you give options as well. It's like, Oh, I have this like exoskeleton and it can be whatever, even virtual reality. I love that you brought that in there as well. Like it can become feasible in some way and it's going to be different for everybody. And then even if I could backstep another uh, step and talk about what you talked about before is, you know, your problems are yours. My problems are mine, but, and I don't think it makes it any less or any worse or any different. And I love that you said it in a sense of not trying to compare your issues to somebody else, but just do what you can do for yourself. And then obviously a huge part of this podcast is helping other people as well. So help other people too. So that's like you said, that's probably how your podcast is. It is. I do it a lot for myself, but I love that I can share it for other people. So I always like kind of asking the questions of what, and and you're, cause you're helping people a lot as well through sharing your story and the kind of posts and just engaging with the community. So where does that come from? I mean, you could be just, this is for me. I just want to focus on me. It's already tough for me, 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 but you're going out and you're doing this podcast with me. You're speaking with other people. So where does that passion or that inspiration for helping other people come from for you? Yeah, I think it comes back to just being a kid. I was always that kid that stuck up for the people that couldn't stick up for themselves. And I don't say that to brag about myself. It caused me so many problems as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many fights, so many, I got involved in so many other people's problems where if I just looked the other way, it wouldn't have, like, my life would have been so much easier. (laughs) Um, And that's why I wanted to become a Marine, right? It's like, I, I truly believe, like, I... I've always been the type that stuck up for other people and who couldn't stick up for themselves. And I I don't know, man, it's partially that it's also, I just, you know, when you go through these tough things um, and especially, you know, 10 years ago when I went through that, it's like, you just see so many people are just cruising through life. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially now with this whole coronavirus and everything. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. People are cruising through life just, not really, and you know, because you're in the military, people don't understand how the rest of the world lives, which is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coronavirus is a joke to them. They're like, this is what I do every single day. And you just, you don't get through life without your tribe. And I just feel, I mean, it's, you know, this, there's a high that comes with helping other people. Yeah, man. People don't realize. And so it's like, you can either, help people and get that high and feel better and or you can be selfish and just take care of yourself and i just would rather be that person that helps other people and uh once again i got four little minds looking at me (laughs) and my wife my wife's the same way and it's like i i'm just trying to do my part to make them you know responsible adults and i like I said, especially during this coronavirus, it's like, man, get out there, help somebody. Just go out and help somebody. Mm-hmm. And like I just said, you will get more out of it than the person you help. I promise you. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. And right now, if you're saying, well, I can't get out there, that's already the wrong mindset because we're doing yeah. this remotely, obviously, via Zoom. Right. 
uh, there's Zoom, there's Microsoft Teams, there's Skype, there's all of these things that you can leverage to be able to reach other people. I mean, one of the things I, I thought is funny, like people are doing happy hours, you know, through throughout these yeah. social media sites, and they're just doing all these things and birthday parties I've even seen. And you can still have yeah. that connection. And it's so funny because people are always bashing social media. And I'm like, social media is just a tool. It's how you use it. And now they're yes. really using it for all these good things and these connections. And I'm like, see, you know, and I just hope, um, oh. it, it, I hope it's, I hope it's something that sticks, you know, I hope it really sticks and people, you're right. It could be a lot worse. And I know our experiences and that's why I always say, get out and travel because people do have it yeah. worse. And I know we don't want to compare. And we said that a few moments ago, like don't compare, but at the right. same time, be grateful for what you have, you know? Yeah. Well, and use that comparison to drive you, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Use that. Yes. Don't compare Don't use it for negativity. Use it. When I say that, I, I say that and use that to drive you to mm -hmm. not complain to. And like you just said, you can use zoom and all these other things. You also, in my neighborhood, can go out, and I've done this, to all the elderly people and just be like, hey, are you good? Do you need anything? Right? Because you can have an impact with the people around you. And so that's just it. Yeah, you can have those, you know, happy hours and all that stuff, which is awesome, right? And like you said, social media is a tool. That's mm -hmm. what I love because this robotic exoskeleton leg that I'm getting only happened because of social media. And because people care. Cool. And now there's like a thousand people that helped me get something that I could have never gotten ever because it was so expensive. And now they get to all walk with me. They get it to be literally be a piece of me Dang. and help somebody walk again, which is once again, like I said, it's like, how awesome is that? That every time I post, they get to sit there awesome. and say, I helped them do that. I think it's pretty awesome. It's just the power of community. I think it goes back for thousands, yeah. hundreds of thousands of years of just humans helping each other out, a community coming together to raise somebody or something, you know, or help somebody or yeah. something. And just being able to contribute collectively like that, I think is why we're so strong. And while we're as a, as a human race, we'll continue to endure everything that happens before us. Like we've, you know, we've, We've had viruses and plagues and world yeah. world wars and all this stuff happened before. Like we're going to get through this as well and people are going to get hurt. And I understand that, but I think it will be a semi good chin check for a lot of society and not take things for granted. I hope that we remember that. Like I said, I saw like right before we recorded, Gary V was on Twitter live and he's like giving the example of, I hope it's not like when you get pulled over by a cop car and you're like trying to be nice to the cop. And for like 20 minutes after that, you're driving really good and not trying to be an asshole. And then after 20 minutes, you kind of just start driving like an idiot again. And you're like, I don't yeah. care anymore. So don't like yeah. continue to drive well in, in this scenario. So I hope as a human race, we continue to be good to each other. Like you're seeing all these awesome things in Italy, people are singing and having DJs yes. on their, you know, apartment ledges and oh, yeah, stuff. I just like, saw that. I just saw yeah, that this continue, yeah. <laughs> continue to be awesome. You know, like this is yes. like what we're doing right now is feasible forever. Like, well, let's continue right. it. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of uh, continuing things, I, I want to know what are some things you, you still have, I'm sure, a lot ahead of you. Like what are some of the things that you're still working on right now? And what are some of the issues that you're trying to work through right now? And how are you working through those? Yeah, so I do. I still have massive issues. I mean, it's it's very hard for me to even hold my head up because they caged eight levels in my neck. Uh, yeah. So most nights I get in the bed and I can't even hold my head up. And my whole left side of my body, although it works physically, I have massive nerve damage, which 
I can't even explain to people how painful it is. I mean, I literally in 18 months have not had one minute of no pain, let alone I was posting last week. Last week was really hard. It was really hard physically and just tons of pain. So even though I'm getting this brace, it's not going to fix those other two things. Mm -hmm. And physical therapy is my life still. And so I'm just every day getting out of bed and getting up and going through life is a huge challenge. Yeah, it's a huge challenge. And if it, it, I'm sure you could imagine doing that day after day after day, um, it, it, it's taxing mm-hmm. and it's, it's very taxing. And I, I don't know if there's an end to it. Mm-hmm. So it's navigating that. Yeah. And once again, trying to make it into a positive because, and that's what I've tried to do with my journey is I try and keep it 90% positive uh, just because I feel like the world needs that. But I've also posted a lot of my challenges because that's real. Mm -hmm. That's real. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's my day to day right now. And I hope it changes and I hope eventually it becomes something completely different but Mm -hmm. that's what i'm navigating right now yeah well i think you definitely have the right mindset about it and i do think it's easy to see someone like yourself or whomever and you're right like that's also an aspect of social media like you just see oh he's walking around he's good like he's fine he has this brace he's fine oh whatever like you know but you have no idea what you're feeling like you said like the left side of my body is quote-unquote working but at the same time, you have right. all that nerve damage and that pain and people don't feel that people don't see that. And that's something that only you are enduring and you're enduring it every single day, every single minute of your life. And 18 months is a long time to be enduring that kind of pain. And I'm sure a lot of it compounds. And just I think even though it's physical, like I have my own issues, like you're saying, being an RT, like I have my yeah. own my own issues. And I do know that when you don't get any break from it, even though it's physical pain, mentally, it just grinds on you, dude. Oh, absolutely. And sleep. Yeah. Like last night. I mean, I haven't, I don't sleep very well. And there's, I'm going through this period right now where I just, I I cannot get sleep. And if you don't sleep, people don't realize how important sleep is. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a grind. And mental is the hardest thing Mm -hmm. because, Everything that happens physical, as you know, becomes it's the mental aspect, and uh, it's yeah, it's, it's extremely hard. So, speaking of the mental aspect, when this initially happened, and especially when you you couldn't move really at all up until now, the present, what did you do to keep your mind sharp? What did you do to not not necessarily give yourself hope, but more than like more in like a educational sense, like? What did you do to make sure like you didn't wear yourself down and that you stayed like true to who you are? Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say that because that's not working and maybe never working again. That's been the, the biggest thing. And going mm. back to 10 years ago from that car accident and sure. everything uh, and just basically melting away, it, that's been a huge part of it. So as far as staying, and the problem is, is I only have, I always say, oh, I got a good 10 hours a week. I could give some employer. I can't tell you when I'm going to change all the time because it's based off of how I'm feeling. And unfortunately employers don't want somebody like that. So, uh, a, I can't believe it because I'm a big TV guy. I haven't watched TV during the day at all in 18 months. Wow. And yeah. And, um, 
I used to, you know, it'd be like around the horn, PTI, you know, all my sports shows like that, <laughs> you know, when I was working and yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched TV and I'm not saying that I've been super productive. It's just mentally, I'm like, I'm not watching TV. I could be doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's calling somebody and talking to them, mm-hmm. it's like that is more productive than TV. And then it's been working to what we started with Unbreakable and helping other people and starting the nonprofit and all that. Um, I'm just trying to put whatever little time I have into essentially creating a career. And my career is my lifestyle and helping other people. And Dude, love that. I don't, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of time for it because physically I can't, you know, but every minute that I can, I've been putting into that. I think you're the first person in 146 guests that literally name drop the title of the podcast, create your career <laughs> and do your answer. <laughs> that was dope. And I did not, I, I did not. I, yeah, that, I, th- that, I don't think you yeah. planned it either. I could tell when you're saying it, but yeah. I just think that's really funny. And I think that's like, there's a, there's a reason you know, that I pick that and I love that you're able to do that. So you're like, okay, I can only commit 10 hours to this, but what can I do? It's not, it's not the mindset of what can I do? It's what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? 10 hours? I'm going to do this. I'm going to open this. I'm going to work towards something. And I just love being able to bring something that you're passionate about it into it. Like, this is what I care for. I want to continue to help people because this is what I love and you're doing it and you're going out there and doing it. And it doesn't matter if you could only do 10 minutes of it a week. You're doing 10 minutes of it right. a week, then none, because there are people that do none a week, no minutes a week on something that they care about. And you, I always say it doesn't necessarily matter how much time you're doing something. It matters what you're putting into the time you have. And I would almost bet that the time you're putting into those 10 hours a week or however, five, one hour a week is bigger than a lot of people put in for 40 hours a week. Well, you know, what's so funny about that. And I don't know if you were like this before you created your podcast, but I was very successful as far as checking the boxes uh, in the business world. I mean, most people really, you know, envied my, I was a pharmaceutical account manager. I mean, when you say that, people think it's super sexy. Uh, By the way, it's not, Um, (laughs) you know, but it's like check the boxes, right? Make lots of money, work from home, this, that, this, that. And like you just said, but I was dead inside. Yeah dead inside and I was working 40 hours a week 60 hours a week whatever it was and man it was so unfulfilling and just dead inside and now like you said whether I work 10 hours 40 hours or two minutes it is a hundred times more fulfilling and my soul is full instead of being you know soul sucking it is fulfilled and I'm sure that's why you're doing this podcast because every minute that you spend on it, you feel so fulfilled yeah. and you're helping other people, right? Absolutely, man. It's it's nutrients for your brain. It's brain food. It's like you could eat yeah. a bunch of crappy food and you could be this weakling or you could eat some really good food, some veggies and some good protein and it could be a lot less, but you could feel a lot better after it. So the food that goes into your body is exactly the kind of content, the people you're talking to that go into your brain. And you're doing exactly that, man. And this has been such another powerful episode and so good. I'm so glad we did it. I'm humbled again for the nth time that I could have you on here on a Sunday. It's really special. So please tell everybody that's listening where we can find you, whether it be your Instagram or anything like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, humbling for me too. Thank you so much. And, absolutely. Uh, I'm just completely blown away by podcasts like yours where Thank you. you're just grinding and uh, so impressed. Thank and you. Uh, so anyways, we're trying, like I said, we're trying to change the world. And uh, on Instagram, I'm at my um, or unbreakable underscore journey. Uh, the 501c3 we created is my unbreakable journey because everybody has their unbreakable journey. And uh, we raised money for this brace and uh, we raised a little bit money more than that. And instead of keeping it for myself and my family, which trust me, we could really use, uh, we're donating that out and we're helping wow. other people. And my wife and I were just talking today about this whole coronavirus. And there's a lot of people that are going to be hit economically yeah. and financially and can't pay their bills. And so we're, we're really watching that. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. But eventually we're going to have a website. We're in our infancy. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get it reps. Yeah, but man. like I said, uh, we just partnered up with High Mountain Heroes, which is another uh, nonprofit. It's so funny. Last Friday, like nine days ago, when the world was a totally different place. <laughs> and uh, so we donated a thousand dollars to them. They're trying to get a like a tank wheelchair for veterans. They take out all that. Uh, yeah. So we donated a thousand dollars. Plus, we have uh, T-shirts on sale right now. If you go to my Instagram through Custom Ink, just Unbreakable Journey shirts. They're stars and stripes. One hundred percent of the proceeds are going to that nonprofit. But like I said, just follow my page and just try and help us change the world because everybody who's listening to this, they can. And it starts just by going out to your neighbors and saying, "How can I help you?" Mm. Simple. That's simple, man. It is simple, but you need to take action, like we were saying earlier. So it's great. Yes, to, it's great to have action. these thoughts. It's great to have these conversations. It's a huge, good step to have. But going out there and and making things, it's like pretty crazy to hear you say that. You know, you guys got a little. You netted a little bit of money over the top, and you're giving that back. And then 100% of the proceeds for the shirts are going back. So, I mean, it's just it's just stupid, crazy, awesome what you're doing here man it's it's really powerful so man like i said you guys will all be able to see all of that in the show notes whether on you're on youtube check it out you'll be able to follow his story see the 501c3 and everything else so scott thank you so much for being here and i really really do appreciate your time have a great rest of your day you too brother thank you